Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, blah, and blah. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek here. Hope all's going well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 27 of the da- of the Dave Damashek football program. Lots to get to here. About to move into week four. Almost at the quarter pole here. But of course, a man who I know, his heart is filled with song, even though his halos aren't going to the postseason. I know he's very happy that the Red Sox aren't going either. It's Adam Rank. How are we, Rank? Dave, first of all, thank you for having me. Oh, sure thing. Sure Boss, thing. it's great to be here. I have a song in my heart mm-hmm. because the Red Sox had the greatest choke of all time. I, I look back and I try to remember a greater night in sports. <laughs> maybe since Scott, I know since Scott Spezio hit that three-run home run in Game 6 of 2002, and you might ask me, well, why wasn't Game 7 better? Game 6, once we won that, it was... It was all but a foregone conclusion that the Angels were going to win the World Series. Last night was incredible from us because I I was out there. I was we head- record obviously. We on, record uh, it's Thursday, Thursday a.m. Yes. yes, Thursday morning. If you guys are listening to us on iTunes, thank you very much for the download. But we record this on Thursday morning. I've had like an hour of sleep. I was headlining a show last night, so I was missing a lot of the action, and it was a, a flurry of texts trying to check my phone, sneaking out to the uh, bar area to go watch a little bit of the TV. It was so amazing just watching the whole thing unfold, and I'm like. What a great night for sports. It was, it, I was happy Wait, to be, I couldn't you, sleep. What were you headlining? What kind of a show? I was headlining a comedy show at the Old World Theater in Huntington Beach. You do comedy? I do. We've never huh. discussed it on this show, but huh. yes. I, if you follow me on Twitter, if you follow me on Facebook, you'll know. Surprise! It's an interesting, uh, surprising career choice for you. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, you know, like so, you know, if you're well, people who if you're six the- foot eight and can and can jump through the roof, you you play basketball, right? 
And so sort of by that line, I'm surprised by your assets that you chose to go down the path of comedy. So are the commenters on the pick six columns. <laughs> All right. Yes, of course, you can read uh, Mr. Rank's work at NFL.com, his great pick six column. Actually, let's uh, we'll, we'll kibitz about that in just a second. Because of this Red Sox collapse, you list the six greatest collapses in NFL history, mm-hmm. also at NFL.com, available right now. This week's shame report. Thanks for everybody for checking that one out. Also, the second installment of the NFL. This one focuses on what would have happened, you know, in honor of the Patriots and Raiders getting it on this weekend. It uh, it looks back 10 years ago. What if the tuck rule game had gone the other way? What if the Raiders had won that one? I encourage you, nay, demand that you check all those things out. And like Rank mentioned already, it's available on iTunes. This podcast, we appreciate if you subscribe, check that out. And a man who has a new podcast himself on NFL.com. And also, it's uh, on satellites here. Well, let's talk about it here. It's our pal, our colleague, Adam, from uh, from the NFL Fantasy Live program. It's Elliot Harrison. What's happening, EH? How you guys wow. doing? What Swell. a great get. This is a great booking. <laughs> the, Catch power, catch can. the power of the NFL. Yeah. Well, I, I, you're, you're, are, right? you, are you? No, no, no. I'm surprised we could land him with everything that he's doing. He's on the NFL Fantasy Live six days a week. He's got his own serious show. He's got a podcast. He's starring in Young and the Restless. He's all over the right? place. <clears throat> well, see, now that career choice <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. All yeah, right. he's a handsome devil. And by the way, Natalie attired. Might I? Might I mention as well? Is that is that a new suit you got on there? You no, know what that? Your sarcasm. Adam is like, it's as subtle as when my, my neighbor puts garlic on the shrimp he makes and he barbecues, and we don't want to let him know that, that his shrimp is only so-so. I mean, it's that subtle. It's that subtle. Yeah. I've never been known for my subtlety. No, indeed. No, indeed. All right, so listen, yes, as Rank says, you can find out where his gigs are uh, at Adam Rank on the Twitter. Damashek is my name on Twitter, at Damashek. Elliot Harrison. I don't get it, fella. What are you? You're too humble to be on Twitter? Well, two things. Apparently, according to Adam, I'm too busy to catch any of his comedy shows or to set up a Twitter account. I but... gave you free passes to the Irvine Improv, and you're like, oh, this is too busy. <laughs> you got to give me more time. I'm like, I gave you a month. Right. It's not enough time. All right, fellas, listen. So the Red Sox <laughs> collapsed. You are, you're a, if you haven't uh, caught Harrison's work on this podcast or, or beyond uh, great work at uh, NFL.com, um, you're a Texas Rangers fan, so are you feeling good going into the AL playoffs? I feel good. I worry about the Rays. Uh, I do. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think there's any team where you can say, yeah, their lineup's better than the Rangers are. Absolutely. I mean, the, the batting order is, is sick. It actually reminds me of the late 90s team, but I think they're a little bit more savvy than that club who, if you guys remember the, the Yankees, sure. just mm-hmm. always. In fact, in 99 when they played, they had the best lineup, one of the best lineups in MLB history, and they scored one run. One run in three games against the Yankees. So you worry about that because the Rangers pitching is not up to snuff compared to some of the other teams. Yeah, Derek Holland, though, he might step up. He might. He's he's the X factor. Damashek lists him as the X factor in uh, in the Rangers uh, prospects of going deep into the playoffs. And, so it, the, it, and it begets high pedigree. A, and it begets an interesting point. You remember when uh, Deion Sanders said a few years ago that you know he'd like to be considered as a coach. Everyone said you know in the NFL you can't do that and. I think it's interesting that Nolan Ryan, as a former pitcher, mm-hmm. has been so successful as the Rangers president. Uh, you know, I think it's actually been an under-the-radar story. If Ryan had failed miserably, I think people would be all over it. But you don't see a former player become a president of a franchise and do such a good job. And you reference Holland, that's a Ryan guy all the way. He saw a lot of, a lot of talent in him. 
Well, so. there there is one name that I'll I'll throw out to you that has had some success in an executive position. Mario Lemieux. He's probably he hoisted a third cup in Pittsburgh. But yes, you're right that the that the, those guys are definitely in the minority with that. In fact, last week's guest, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 26. Jonah Carey wrote a fascinating piece about that a, a, a couple of years ago, I think it was, about Nolan Ryan's philosophy. You know, of course, he was a horse of a guy could uh, could you know pitch you know scoreless in. I mean, could score, could pitch 250 innings season after season. And so he, it, it has to do with the philosophy of the long toss versus the way most pitchers are coddled in most organizations. But now, transitioning from baseball into football, the Red Sox collapse. Everyone, all the Red Sox fans, I just want to remind you. Remember in, to, in 2003 and before that, all you said was, I just want to see one. My old man is this way. Before I'd go, before I dive in, oh, 75 almost killed me. 78 with Bucky Dent, uh, Buckner, and so on. Just once I want to see my team win. Well, you saw it twice. So keep that in mind. You don't get to cry. And this this hooey and applesauce about firing Terry Francona, who finally got you one. No, two that you're going to fire him because Please. of this collapse is loco. Please fire Francona because Francona is a likable guy. He seems like a good guy. So that makes a terrible fit with the Red Sox. But you know what? You this could be a great a opportunity because if Francona gets fired and clearly Ryan is having so much success, then maybe Francona could take over the Advil mantle and do the old, when I get aches and pains, I use Advil. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the Red Sox have now collapsed. And the Patriots are 0-1 since the ESPN, the magazine cover came out. Have they cursed? Have they been cursed again? Curse of the Bambino, that's so 20th century. Right. But now, is this the, the, the declaration by ESPN, the magazine, that this is the greatest city, the greatest sports city, dynasty? Wouldn't it be interesting if they if they now fall flat forevermore or for another 50 or 80 years or whatever it is? Interesting or great for America. Uh, well, that's that's to be debated. That's what America is rooting for. Well, so I want to talk about what teams. I know to me, I feel like we have to take we have to take a step back here, and and have a little perspective. Tony Everybody, Eason. What's that? Tony Eason. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, oh, what about yeah that Super Bowl? Should they have gone? With Grogan right off the start? I think so. Grogan was clutch at that point. Forget the fact that he, you know, was dressed up like Herman Munster. I mean, he, <laughs> dude, that guy had the Brian Cox neck roll. Right. He had As he a had, quarterback, that's right. Oh, he had a rib cage flak jacket that made Tony Romo's and Pastorini's look like, you know, <laughs> like a balsa wood glider. Like, I mean it like literally spanks. <laughs> but what about though? So we now have Tom Brady, 0-1, four picks against the Bills. We have to have some perspective. Everybody now is going crazy for the Bills, and it's a great story. And everybody's talking about Lions and and, uh, and the Bills. One thing I would like to point out about this, there's a big difference between those two teams. Obviously, their their recent histories are both pretty pretty shameful. But the Lions are doing it at least with guys that are first round, you know, Matthew Stafford's first overall pick mm-hmm. and Dominican Sue first overall pick. Javid Best was a high pick. Calvin Johnson was a, what was he? The third, third overall, overall pick. So these guys are, you know, they're, they're reaping the benefits of having those high round picks. The bills are really the football equivalent of the movie major league, the Cleveland Indians. They really are. These are scrap heap guys. I mean, you'd almost think Ralph Wilson and company were thinking like, what can we do to tank it? You know, almost <laughs> because, 
They have, I mean, seven. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, seventh round pick. Stevie Johnson, seventh round pick. Fred Jackson, free agent pickup. Outside of Marcel Darius, who has the high pedigree? It's amazing, really. The question is, I pose to the two of you, to America, I pose this question: Who's for real, and who's phony? We're three weeks in. Divine for us. Which ones are going to sustain this over the course of the season? Let's start it with, I'm going two ways, but we'll start with the AFC East. I'll start with you, Elliot Harrison, the Patriots, showing some holes. A 21-point lead they give up. Yeah, I still think the Patriots win our 11 or 12 games this year, and I trust them more than I do the Bills. Best team in the in the AFC? New England, yes. Best team? Yes. They're going to get that defense in shape because here's my question. A lot of guys get kissed into, and I don't mean to disparage, another one of our NFL Network uh, colleagues, Brian Billick, often regarded as an offensive genius. He had that season in 98 with Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Robert Smith, Randall Cunningham. The Ravens never set the world on fire, obviously, offensively. We all, Tony Dungy, defensive wizard. Really, that uh, the Colts' defense was never the strength of that team. And so on. Now, Brian, uh, now uh, Bill Belichick, defensive guru. He's a genius. Yeah, he was great when he had Lawrence Taylor and Harry Carson and Carl Banks. But, you know, that defense has not ranked in the top five in the NFL, except once, I think it was like 2004, 2005, something like that. They've, they're, they're nowhere near the top five defenses. And yet we continue to, to talk about Bill Belichick as a, as a guru with defense. Is that defense good enough to to get to the Super Bowl? Well, I, I don't think they can get worse. I mean, I, I think that's why I'm impressed with the Patriots because, yes, they're 2-1, and one, but they barely lost to Buffalo, which, oh, by the way, was a road game. Uh, their secondary can't play any worse. McCourty can't play any worse than he's playing right now. Once he shapes his game up and they get a little bit more out of their pass rush, their defense is going to be good enough to compensate for whenever their offense can't score, which, oh, by the way, doesn't happen very often. And how often do you see Tom Brady throw four picks? Wait, hold on. It doesn't happen very often. It happens every time in the playoffs now. It happened in the Super Bowl when they went 18-1. and It happened against the Ravens in the playoffs. It happened against the Jets last year in the playoffs. That's the problem I have. They become like the Colts to me. Like the Colts had that team that was built. Great offense, so-so defense. But you get into the playoffs where, the, where every team has a good defense. Well, that's where the deficiency comes to light. And that's the problem with the Patriots is they have this – defense that has so many holes in it that when they get into the playoffs, when they play a team that's built like the Jets or built with a great defense, then they get exposed and their offense cannot overcome the stuff that they do against the lower end teams in the AFC and in the NFL. I agree with you partially, uh, but if you look back at that Super Bowl versus the Giants, the Patriots defense played a good game. Mm -hmm. I mean, Asante Samuel catches that ball. They win the game on the strength of their defense, not their offense. Uh, the Ravens playoff game. Well, they had Eli Manning as their as their true, counterpart. True, and we don't. Yeah, we don't want to segue because you'll segue for like eighteen <laughs> minutes on that. <laughs> and I can't say I totally disagree with you there either. But uh, the Ravens playoff game, you got it. Uh, I mean, I think Ray Rice scored from sixty yards out on the first play from scrimmage in that game. Mm-hmm. The Jets playoff game, I thought the Patriots defense performed pretty well. Uh, I think it was their offensive line who couldn't block Sean Ellis. I think Sean Ellis literally won that game for the Jets. Well, he was good, but again, but they were going against Mark Sanchez. True. So, that, so it didn't look as bad, but they still gave up too many points for their offense, to, Mark, yes. to Mark Sanchez in a playoff game. Well, speaking of the Jets, let's talk about them. That's the other team that is uh, it, it, what you and I rank. I listened to you on those Dolphins. I'm not blaming you. I should have been my own man. I somehow was won over by our, your argument preseason about the Dolphins. I haven't given up on that. 
<laughs> if you check no, every every Tuesday, I like your loyalty, but it's time to quit on that. But one. every Tuesday, I and my pick six is the bottom six, the teams that are racing for the number one overall pick. Uh-huh. Which team will be lucky enough to grab that? So I had the Dolphins. They're four because I'm not ready to go all in on them being terrible. There's still a glimmer. No, there's not a glimmer. Still a, no, a, a there is glimmer. nothing. No, stop it. Cut it out. Stop. Listen. On behalf of our homepage editor, Handsome Hank. The only the only I, thing worse going on fan. the only thing worse going on in Miami right now is the new hat of the uh, of the Miami Marlins. Have you guys gotten a load of this thing as no. uniform aficionados? No, what? Happened? Let's get that. Hey, uh, Wilk tie. Please see to it that we get a an image on the uh, on the NFL dot com blog here of that page when that uh, when people listen to this podcast you'll be able to see a photo Dave Damashek That's right. Let's you know what as a matter of fact, I always say I want photos. Let's make sure we get photos Wilk tie too so everybody can get a look at where we're working out of here and get a load of uh EH's new suit here. Taupe. Yeah. I'm going to go taupe is what the color is. If we of get photos one. of EH. Yeah. Female demographic through the roof. Spike they'll through spike the roof. I I, I don't want to get Indecent, into it again. If they no no no, if they did if they we we were watching in the makeup room, we filmed NFL the three of us were on NFL Live today. Uh or NFL Fantasy Live rather. We had indecent proposal on. It was on the TV in, right? the, in the makeup room. I say you recast it. Handsome Harrison, heartthrob Harrison. Why over over, over uh, Bob Redford. Redford? Yeah, well, I mean, you got. I think it. We're I, remaking, I made the comparison we're, before. We're I stand remaking by it. every movie. I don't. Whatever he's got going for him, so be it. Listen, he's not without his virtues, but he is Luke Skywalker, and I am Han Solo. Everything's stacked in his favor, but Damashek's the winner. Do I have a vote here? Because I'd like. I'd <laughs> like... Wait, who am I? <laughs> We've already discussed your job of the hut. Uh, I'd like to do three days of the Condor instead. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Can we talk your Jets, though? The Hot just, Rock. The that, Hot Rock's an underrated uh, Bob Redford picture from the 70s with George Siegel. Yes, the Jets. I'm in, you know, I've been saying this for now two years, that I, uh, I think that they fall apart because of Mark Sanchez, but you can't just put it on him right now. The defense has been pretty lousy. Well, I think in the playoffs, uh, there's three factors that, that help you win or that the big, biggest factors in winning. Turnover battle, third down conversions, and quarterback play. And to bring it back to your, you guys were discussing baseball. Do you remember those teams in MLB who would win 88 games? Not not the best team, a good wild card, but their first, second, and third starters were really good. Mm-hmm. And you say that team's built for the playoffs because maybe they didn't the have Detroit the Lions, uh, the Detroit uh, Tigers this yeah. year with Verlander. They're in great shape because of that. Uh, right. That alone, right? If you've got a, a quality number one, and a quality number two, and a pretty good number three, you can win the World Series because you're built to win in the playoffs. Okay, that's how I look at the Jets. Uh, they don't generally require Sanchez to do too much. Although this season he's thrown for 300 yards twice already, but historically they don't require him to do too much, so they don't get in that that scenario where he's throwing five picks. They've got LaDainian Tomlinson as a third down back, and they're pretty good on third down. And then Sanchez has proven in the playoffs that he plays pretty well. So I think you get into the playoff tournament, I don't care if the Jets are a road wildcard team. They can beat any team on any given day, even if they go 10-6 and six and sneak in as a six seed. I suppose that's interesting because, like we've talked about a number of times, they fluked their way into the playoffs the last two years, and then they still wind up in the title game. Yeah, I guess I question, though, whether or not there's enough room for them in the in the top six teams in the AFC to get in this year, I fully expect them to be two and two after the Ravens game. I I, I just do not see them beating Baltimore. I think Baltimore. 
I don't want to jump the gun here when we're talking about who's for real, but we'll get to the North. I think Baltimore is the best team in the AFC right now. I think that the uh, Jets are going to lose that game, but that's an interesting point, the way they're built there. Rank, how say you? The way he pointed that out, that reminds me a lot of the Angels' season this year because they had Weaver, Heron, and Magic Santana. This team was built for the playoffs. Everybody said, you know, this team gets to the playoffs. They have the great three guys to get there when they're in the tournament to win it. They didn't. They couldn't do it in the regular season, and that's the problem I feel with the Jets. They're not going to be able to do it in the regular season. They're going to have to rely too much on Mark Sanchez, which is a lot like the 85 Rams relying too much on Dieter Brock. You don't want to do it. Hmm. Well, well done, Rankin. Now in the lead overall with the Dieter Brock organic mention of the show. Very nice, Rankin. Thank, nice. Thank you. Um. So, all right, AFC East. Let's uh, try to let's try to. Uh, um, you know, highlight what we're doing here or, or press you down and, and, and decide. So, Bill's going to the playoffs, yes or no, EH? Oh, God. Rank. I'm going to go no. he thinks about I'm it. I'm going to say no. No. I'm going to go no. Three and no. They're not going to get in. I would be hedging off the Dolphins if I said the Bills <laughs> right. are going. Damashek says yes. The Patriots, obviously, you said yes. Yes. Yep. Both are going to the playoffs. And then the Jets? Yes. No. All right. And uh, I say. Yes to the Bills, yes to the Patriots, no to the Jets. All right, now let's talk about the North here and those Ravens. I make my, I, I already made my opinion known on this. I think that for all the talk about Ray Lewis, Suggs is, is uh, the difference maker in the pass rush. But the thing that is the key here, and I, I, I'll tell you here why I say the Packers and the Ravens meet in the Super Bowl, it's the two guys they have in the middle, Nada and Raji. I think these guys are the are, – are, when you watch the games with these with, with with these guys, they destroy the other team's ability to do anything on offense. They are not just you know Casey Hampton is the guy who I always think of as a Steeler fan, um, you know consuming the two blockers and all that sort of thing. Nada consistently is in the backfield at, on almost every play. It's amazing a guy a guy that size. He's he, he reminds me of. If you remember Steve Entman when he was at Washington before he was a, an NFL bust because of injuries, when he was at the University of Washington, he would literally drive the center back into the quarterback. There were plays, mm-hmm. I remember watching him in the Rose Bowl, where he literally drove the center into the quarterback and got a sack that way. That's what Nada's doing. He's so dominant defensively, it doesn't make a difference who they have in the secondary. And now you talk about on the other side, Ray Rice and, you know, if Torrey Smith is actually going to be stretching the field and opening things up for Ray Rice. I think Joe Flacco's for real. I think this is the best team in the AFC. EH, how say you? Uh, I think you make a very solid case. Uh, You know, with the Ravens, the question always comes down to me to vertical threat. And if Torrey Smith stays healthy and he can play somewhat like he did in St. Louis, and that's a great thing. Uh, in their secondary, isn't isn't it really though about being you, to uh, compare him to your Cowboys of the early nineties? Isn't doesn't he just have to be Alvin Harper? Doesn't he just have to get two targets a game and hopefully he catches one of those passes and that's enough of a threat to open up the offense? I would say no, uh, because I don't think Anquan Bolden is in Michael Irvin's league. I guess that's uh, a fair. I point, mean, right. Michael Irvin, uh, it was a machine, and then secondly. Uh, Joe Flacco's not as accurate as Troy Aikman was. So I say no. I think he needs to be a little bit more than Alvin Harper, but I see your point, mm-hmm. and I think if he can give them that kind of presence and they can get better play from their corners on the other side, then, yeah, I think the Ravens are better than the Steelers. 
You're comparing them the Hall of Famers there going yeah, that's and unfair, right. and everything. It's a little bit unfair, but Bolden is better as a number two. Like, wouldn't you think, like, if he's that guy who doesn't have to be a number one, don't you think that's a better spot At this for him? stage of his career, absolutely. Yeah, I wonder how much they regret letting um, Derek Mason walk away. Do you think he might have been a, a another nice target to have out there? I think Derek Mason stays there. They never develop anybody else. So I call it addition by by subtraction, but not because of a locker. Usually, we say addition by subtraction when we're talking about someone who's a locker room rat or whatever. I don't think that's the case with Mason. I just think you keep a veteran guy like that, you never develop other people. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the Steelers here. And to me, I think when you're, I think real most real fans are not. Uh, real optimistic about their team. They tend to be overly pessimistic. Am I being too pessimistic to think, I feel like this is shaping up to be, in spite of a fairly easy schedule going forward, I think this is an 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, nine and seven team, the Steelers. And the reason is the Steelers are based around their entire team, not just even the defense, but the offense. They are built to stop the run. That's where it all starts. They stop the run, force you into pass, Unleash the hounds on the pass rush, negates the, you know, doesn't make a difference that they're a little bit slight in the secondary, and it all goes from there. Joe Adai got 17 touches but went for 86 yards. They're getting gashed on the on the ground, and once that happens, all bets are off. And I think this week down in Houston, Rank and I are going to jump into the DeLorean and take it up to 88 miles an hour in just a little bit here. But I think that I think the Texans are going to roll them down there this week. Well, I I disagree with you on the Steelers going 8-8 eight and eight because these aren't the 2005 Steelers. You know, with the old Steelers, it was let the defense play ball and let Ben Roethlisberger drive the bus and just make mm-hmm. plays when he had to. Well, now the Steelers' defense can't shut people down like that. But Ben Roethlisberger is not the same quarterback he was in 05-06 either. He can make street ball plays. Look at the play Romo made the other night, Monday Night Football, to Des Bryant on 3rd and 21. I, I just wrote on it. That was a Roethlisberger-esque play. Agree. Roll right. out. Get out of a sack, start pointing downfield, telling somebody where to run, and I'm going to hit you. I mean, to me, the most underrated throw last year, the whole season, was the throw to Antonio Brown in the divisional playoff. That that sucker was perfect. And I think the Steelers are okay as long as their defense plays like a top-12 defense as opposed to top-2 and keeps them in games because Roethlisberger is fully capable of winning five games by himself down the stretch. I I hear what you're saying, but I think that the offensive line, as usual, as has been the case for four years now, the offensive line is dreadful, so they're immediately on Roethlisberger every play. They can't run the ball. You and I have talked, EH, about Richard Mendenhall being a good guy. He's he's, He's a dynamic guy. But he doesn't get tough yards, so that leaves him in a tough spot you, that you have to swap him out for a guy like Isaac Redman who's just going to put his head down and get tough yards. You don't want that to happen. You want you want Mendenhall to really emerge to be your every down back. He's not doing it. They have nice wide receivers, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. Listen, I love Roethlisberger. You know, I not as a human being, I have <laughs> to say, I but I think he's always underrated as a quarterback. But I because of the offensive line and his inaccuracy – Compared to the guys that I got to stop you right there, though. Yeah, granted, Steelers offensive line a little bit ineffective. I can really see where the Seahawks, Cardinals, and Rams D lines are just going to overwhelm. I know. Well, hopefully that you reference the schedule, my friend, and that's that's your 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 save rank. You've become like a Boston fan when it comes to the Steelers. You're just so doom and gloom. They're fine. 
I don't, every year I, you don't go to the Super Bowl. I, picked, I accept that. I don't expect I to go picked, every year. No, I picked them to be in the playoffs, and you look around the AFC. I didn't pick them to win the division, though, did I? No, I did not. They're not winning the division. That's very clear. They're good enough to get into the playoffs. They're six seed. They'll get beat in the first round. About where I thought they were going to be. That's None what you're this, saying. That's, that's what you're what, saying yeah, right they're, now. They're you're standing a six by that. Seed, yeah. They'll get eliminated. I'm just just looking at the AFC. I mean, maybe the maybe they lose. Not out to a the special team. I don't feel They're like not, this is a special. And maybe they squeak in because of the schedule. But as opposed to most seasons in the North, where the Ravens and Steelers have four gimmies on the schedule, I don't necessarily think the Bengals are a walkover, and the Browns definitely don't look like it. We actually have to talk about the Browns here for real or no? E eight seven and nine. Seven and nine. Rank on the right path. Seven and nine. Agreed. As a matter of fact, I agree. I think that that will uh, that that those things will uh, even themselves out as the season goes along. So Ravens, obviously, we all say are in the playoffs. Steelers in the suit in the playoffs. Yes. Yep. Everybody, all right. I guess. Ah, probably. I guess. All right. Let's move on to the South. The Titans. How say you? Uh well, I wrote a buy or sell column last week, and I had the Titans as a buy and the Bucks as a sell, and then Kenny Brick got hurt. And so that really changed things for me because I thought that the Titans would be a squeaker at the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Without Kenny Britt, I, it's not like I think they tank, but I don't think in a very competitive AFC that they sneak in as a sixth seed anymore. Nate Washington, not enough uh, to be the, your number one target. for Not enough to be Alvin Harper. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they have Donnie Avery, though. That's, That's the wild card. What Doing if he does? What if he does? He was supposed to be Donnie great. Avery but never there's... played in the NFL, according to your theories. He played for the football team in St. Louis. Oh, I thought he was never a they're Ram. They're not the Rams. Oh, okay. They're not a Ram. The, the Rams are an NFL team. They're just not associated with if the they, Los Angeles Rams. If they're they St. Louis FC. It's hard to it's hard to keep track of the age. I don't blame you. If they ever let me post on your blog, I would probably go in and explain that. But <laughs> I encourage it. I by the way, I have to apologize for my smoker's cough. I sound like a an old lady who is smoking uh, slims, uh, two packs of slims every day. <laughs> I don't mean to do that. I want a Marge Simpson You know, you, you sound like the lady that's always in front of me at the uh, express lane at the Beverly Hills Pavilions. Every time. <laughs> you know, her, her bill will be eleven seventeen, and she just has to get that 17 cents out of her purse. <laughs> you know, just has to, you know, she's got it somewhere in there. Um, and do you live in Beverly Hills? I do. Oh, I live Tony. in South Beverly Hills, which Fair is enough. the very untony. It's like a ghetto there. Hey, you if, ever it, been there, if where I live is a Tony, it's Saragusa. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Texans, obviously, I think we would all say they're going to the playoffs. If what? the Ravens aren't the best team or the Patriots aren't, I think that that's. I think this is how it shakes out in the AFC. Your three best teams are Ravens one, Texans two, Patriots three. I think the Texans ain't jive. I like that defense and I love that offense, and they're going to get even better with Arian Foster. We'll start with you, Rank. Why are you so upset by that? This time machine thing must be warping my brain because I could have sworn I saw the Texans lose to the only legitimate team they've played this season. They were right in that game. Could have gone either um, way. That, have, that's perfect. Obviously. That's, that, no, 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 wait, no, no. That's perfect. That's perfect for the Texans. Like, they were there. They they hung in there. They, they played uh, the Colts well. This is what they do every watch year. Watch what they do They're to the Steelers just this so week. good. They're and just good enough to, just good enough to stay there. Andre Johnson, obviously. Arian Foster, Ben Tate. All those guys. But Owen Daniels is one of the five or so best tight ends, pass-catching tight ends. And Jacoby Jones is a nice option. They're loaded offensively. All they need is is a pass rush to help that secondary, and they got it this year. I think not they're to, great. Not to blow up your segment here, but 
Adam, just out of curiosity, if you just had to pick the best team in the league right now, number your number one, who would it be, regardless of conference or division? This isn't college football. We don't just just give me just give me someone who's in the conversation to you. Conversation Raven. Would okay, be in the okay, Ravens, Ravens. That, that's good. I'll stop you right there. Baltimore would have lost to New Orleans last weekend. I think the Saints are probably going to go seven and one at home, six and two, seven and one, easy. And if they get home field advantage, I think the Saints can beat anybody in the Superdome. And keep in mind too, you talk about so that's a tough game on the road uh, at the Saints for any team. Doesn't make a difference who you're talking about, but you talk about the AFC North up- and the and, and the schedule that the, they get to play the NFC West. Think about the fact that the Texans have the Jags. The Colts, which is a, another game with the Colts still. The Titans, let's see how they do without Kenny Britt. Those those are those are five easy games on their schedule. Well, yeah, and then the Titans have those same five easy games, and it comes down to who's better between the Titans and the and Texans. And are, you, are you saying right now I that you think the, the Titans I, will beat the Texans? I said before the season started that the Titans were going to win that division. Kenny Britt getting hurt, yeah, that, that hurts. There's no denying that, so yes. I'm still sticking with the Titans. We'll see how their offense shakes out because Matt Hasselback was actually playing better than I thought he was going to play. But going back to the point about the Saints, the Texans were up. They had a double-digit lead. They can't close. That's the same problem they've had. Sure, you know, you can say, like, oh, this team would have lost to New Orleans, that team would have lost to New Orleans. The fact of it is they had them, they let them go. That's the mentality of the Texans. Until they – no, no, no. Until they prove that they, they can actually close games and win, then I'm not giving it to them. Alec Baldwin, coffee is for closers. Those guys drink tea. All right, so let's go around. Titans in the playoffs, yes or no? E-H. No. Rank, you say yes. I say no. I, I And with Kenny Britt, yeah, maybe. maybe, But but now we say no. Lastly, the West. Chargers. You know, think about this. Matt Castle, here would be the story, of one of the top two or three stories of the week, is if Matt Castle doesn't throw that horrible, horrible interception at the end of the game. Let's say the Chiefs pull that one out. The story of the week would be, uh-oh, here we go again with Norv Turner. He and the Chargers dodge a bullet. I would, I, I, I legitimately think there would be conversations with the Chargers organization about, like, let's just fire Norv right now, literally, if they were 1-2 and two right now. I think that's how big a play it was that, that Matt Castle threw that abysmal interception. Either way, if they're sitting 1-2 and two right now, imagine the panic that would be going on there. They're 2-1, but they're... They continue to just not look good. Are, 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 is this just the typical thing? Start the season slow, and then they're going to take off and be one of the like, – we'll, 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 by November, will we be saying what every commentator says every year? Like, hey, one, to, one team no one wants in the playoffs is the Chargers because they're scary. E.H. Uh, I, I, no, I don't think they're going to scare anyone, but I do think they're going to win the division. Uh, the Raiders, for me, are the hardest cut from the playoff because I've already said that the Jets and Steelers would make it, so I've got no more room for a second-place team. Uh, I think San Diego ekes out the division title over the Raiders. It could literally be as close as they're both nine and seven, and they get it on tiebreakers. Rank. They would not fire North Turner. That's AJ Smith's guy. They're conjoined at the hip. They're but, one. But, one but, doesn't but, go with the other. No, they, beyond that, they, though, the point Charger is valid. Though bit. that they would be that that panic, and I buy There's that no that matters. Panic though. The what? But if they were one and two, no. that the years of this sort of thing of that's uh oh, here we go again. I absolutely believe that that's a factor for an NFL player, for a professional athlete. Yes, they are uber confident, much more than than certainly Damashek is. As I go through life, I you know I'm a ball of uh, of uh, insecurity. That that does not exist with pro athletes. They always think they're going to do well. But even still, 
I think that at some point you'd start to be like, are, is this going to happen again? Really? Because the same way momentum works for you, it doesn't make a difference how you win fluky. You start to str- string a few fluky wins together all of a sudden, like, hey, we're good. Look at us. We're 5-1. and one. We're legit. I think if, if that had happened to the Chargers and they're 1-2, and two, I think they'd start. They'd be really spooked. Everybody right would have talked about, oh, no, these guys know how to I, turn it on in December. I agree with Adam. I think A.J. Smith and Norv Turner are, are joined because – AJ's way too nice a guy to fire North. He's never had a reputation for leaving a guy out there in purgatory. Players, not his coach. Players, Frank, not his right. coach. Not the coach he fired, Marty Schottenheimer. EH for. says that the Raiders don't go to the playoffs. What are your thoughts? You know, actually, I don't know if you guys saw this. This is an underreported story, but the moments after the Raiders beat the Jets, the internet server for the Greyhound bus lines crashed from all the Raider fans booking their trip to Indianapolis in February. <laughs> They're going True on the story. bus? Yeah, they did. On the bus. On the bus. It's That's a how long they do. drive. You think they'd want That's to That's what fly. they... Total aside here, but how cool is the Jets-Raiders uni matchup? The best. I declared Killer. it. I'm going to make that a weekly feature, actually, on uh, davedamashek.nfl.com. Uh, one of my weekly features is now going to be the uh, uniform monitor, and mm-hmm. I did. I declared that. The and I like it either way. I like it either way. Sure. If it had been uh, Oakland white, Jets green, I still think it's killer. Better though. Better though with Raiders uh, black and the visiting uh, and visiting Jets. Um, all right, so I'm going to say Raiders out of the playoffs since you guys asked for my opinion. You didn't even ask me what I think. Sorry, you know, boss. Not, I'm I think figured... invisible. Really? So I figured since your name was on the show that you would. Be I the guess one. I have to leave the Steelers in, and the Bills are my other wild card. Is 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 how we'll leave it there. All right. So that's the AFC. Now let's bring in all the way from England, our old pal, handsome Hank. Handsome Hank, come on in here. Here he is. We like we 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 bring him in. First of all, it's interesting that uh, it, it proves the international popularity of America's pastime, the NFL, that he is an employee of uh, of the NFL Network and NFL.com. Handsome Hank, also a Miami Dolphins fan. Are you happy to hear that uh, Adam Rank still thinks they might go to the playoffs? I, I, I've watched all three of those games, and Adam, there's no way the Dolphins are going near the playoffs. That's <laughs> well, not happening. Well, just, like most uh, Dolphins fans, I haven't watched. I just, uh, <laughs> I just, uh, I just finished saying that. Yeah, we tend to be uh, about our own teams more pessimistic than anybody else. True, but I happen to agree with you. Yeah, yeah the Dolphins. I mean, are I don't think you could be or... more pessimistic than an own three start and the way they played and How everything did... that's happening in there. No, what is the? Why did you uh, embrace the Dolphins from way over in England? I, I they I. Started watching football in the early '80s. Dan Marino was it was his rookie season. That that's it. Easy. That, that's the end of the story. That is so interesting because Matt Money Smith, uh, our colleague from NFL Fantasy Live, we we're talking about this thing just yesterday about how there is so many random Dolphin fans spread out throughout the country, and it's all because of Dan Marino mm-hmm. throughout the world, indeed, I mean, through the world, evidently. Yeah. Sure. What about Wales? That is he big sense. in Wales? He's big in Wales. Yeah. Um. I uh, yeah you know and by the way something else that we could get for the uh, for the blog page is uh, my photo of an 18 year old Danny Marino of uh, of me um, sitting on Danny Marino's lap incoming freshman from uh, Central Catholic in Pittsburgh I have a picture of me and my two sisters I'm a, a wee lad and I'm wearing all my pit regalia uh-huh. and there's Danny Marino with a big afro and everything Why are you sitting on his lap though? Okay, I don't know. I was a little child. Okay, it wasn't creepy. It was. It was a. Don't make it like that. Hey, if you night. sent that photo into the lackey who updates your site, he'd probably put it up for you. <laughs> All right, I got to get that. I will get that. All right. So, 
Handsome Hank. We don't have I didn't not no tweets from players or coaches or anybody really jumped out at me this week. We like to bring Handsome Hank in as often as possible to read the tweet of the week because the idea being a lot of players send out silly sounding tweets, at least Handsome's dulcet tones, put them in the best possible light. And uh, Handsome Hank, we don't have one of those this week. So today, let's start. It's the debut of Tweet and A. We take tweets from listeners. We appreciate you dropping us a line, whether you're a member of the Czech Republic or the Rank Amateurs. Either way, always drop us a line. And uh, Handsome Hank, why don't you drop uh, the inaugural— Can we only respond in 140 characters, or can we expound a little bit? It's a good question. I don't think I'm capable. That's why. That's why. That's why I don't thrive on Twitter all that, all that well. I, I, it takes. I, it takes me about uh, um, six syllables to say the word no. So it's hard for me to, to to really be concise in any way. All right, handsome Hank, give us uh, give us our first tweet, would you? Okay, Josh McGinn. Uh, Josh McGinn. Josh McGinn tweeted at Adam Rank. He said, "Here's one Damashek will love. Favorite box set: Rocky, Die Hard, or The Godfather." Hmm. Rank, you want to handle this one first? There's or? all, but there's there's always something about each box set that's run. Die Hard, was it three? There's a yeah, couple. You know it it falls was off after two. Yeah, uh, even one and a half. Godfather three, obviously, was terrible. Um, the first two Rockies were awful. So there's always kind of a, a thing. I don't know. I'm going to say... I mean, is this is what the answer is, is which one are you most inclined to sit down and watch um, all right, go ahead. What's your answer to that one? I'm going to say Rocky. Rocky is if the I can start at Rocky three. Set. If you can start where at Rocky three? Oh, that's right. I, I thought I heard you wrong, and I, I didn't realize. So you're saying Rocky's one and two aren't good? The original was awful, <laughs> too boring. You're a dope. <laughs> Listen, Creed is is where it begins and ends in my book. I'm going to go with Godfather because that's my sincere answer. That's what I would like to watch. Three isn't even that bad. The only thing that's terrible about Godfather 3 is Sofia Coppola. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's a fine story. It's not It's not great, but people love to pan that as, a, as an atrocious picture compared to the first two, yes, but it's a perfectly acceptable picture. I'm going with Godfather is my answer. What would, why e. was H, it? how say you? How about Iron Eagle? <laughs> was it wait Chappy? we got to do a whole episode about iron eagle i love michael the ironside look why wasn't the uh, a fight put together michael ironsides what's wrong with you fella chappy is lou gossett jr oh yeah chap you're talking about michael ironsides you're thinking a top gun yes. joker all that stuff go ahead. all that stuff v the the original mini series why wasn't there a fight Total put recall. together why wasn't there a fight put together between Clubber Lang and Drago. I would pay to see that fight. I would love for that to be on the card. That would be great. All right, next question. Handsome Hank. Uh, someone called Golfing Vike says, Adam Rank, Damashek, can the Bengals get into the luck lottery, or is the win- is that win going to be too many? I'm I not say- sure what he's referring to. No. Because we're idea. not allowed to say that player's name. Well, I'm going to say it, and I think that, uh, yes, I think that uh, they are – in the they're they're firmly in there. The question is, I mean, based on record, I think they'll be in there. The question is, are they as an organization really going to turn the page on Andy Dalton that quickly? Oh. I say no. There's no way. I not well. I won't say no way. But Andy Dalton's look fine coming out of the gate here. He's not. He's not a complete. Uh, he's not a completely ridiculous NFL quarterback. And I would think that if they have the worst record in the NFL this year. 
it's hard for me to to guess that they would uh, for a second year in a row draft a quarterback. On the other hand, obviously the Carolina Panthers did it, and no one's complaining about them taking Cam Newton with the way he's looked so far. Rank. I don't think the Bengals would consider it to be lucky to be the number one pick. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very nice. E.H. I'm pretty sure, without the benefit of a computer here, that Dalton threw his first pick of the year uh, in week three. How often can you say that? A rookie starting game one takes him that long to throw a pick. And I think there's a big difference between Andy Dalton and Jimmy Clausen in, in my book. Mm-hmm. So I see your point on that. But if I had to guess... I don't think Mike Brown would ever allow that to happen. And to, yeah, we would we would probably be raving about Dalton if it wasn't for Cam Newton and the ridiculous numbers he put up in the first two weeks. Wait, let me qualify that. Uh, I think Mike Brown would not allow them to take a quarterback. I think Mike Brown would allow them to have the worst record in pro football, but right. not not take the, well, the man who we really, cannot. Say. That's really the question: Will they be in the uh, in the running for that? Do you think that they're going to have one of the two or three worst records in the league this year? Too many teams that they have to jump. I mean, Curtis Painter now. I mean, that's, uh, that that I, I said that was Damashek's most prescient remark of them all. I said that this team was going to be that that, that Colts team was going to be terrible. I also said the Steelers were going to barely beat them with a, a Sean Swisham field goal at you the end of the game. I was didn't right about call that. that. I didn't call. I saw it. I jumped you in the there. time machine. That was cheating. You're right. Oh, um, look right. at me. I was there. They, give, can I tell you a quick Andrew Luck aside? My, my first Why? my first job hey, was hey, your show. I'm sorry. My, my first job with the NFL was working for the World League of American Football. Later became NFL Europe. The boss of that organization was Oliver Luck. Ah, Former Houston Oilers sure, quarterback and of the father of, of Andrew Luck. Uh, 1996, he invited me West and, and a re- West Virginia star. Right. I think he, he was a record Number holder eight. there for, for yeah. a long time. Um, he invited me and the rest of the staff in the office in London, which is where they were based, uh, to, to a barbecue. Four-year-old boy throwing a ball in the garden. Andrew Luck. Played wow. catch with Andrew Luck, age four. I, I can't tell you that I scouted him and saw greatness in him, but... but it's happened. I've caught a pass from a four-year-old That's Andrew neat. Luck. Was I it have one my of those... Marino story. This there's, one there's uh, at least story Trump's. For you. Was this one of those things where you would be like, hey, you know, like you see a kid who throws the ball. I'm going to sign him up right now. I'm going to give him an agent. I want to rep. Did you see any of that in him? Nothing. <laughs> Just to bring it a little full circle, uh, to go back to your bragging about the Colts, Peyton Manningless Colts, Oliver Luck, the quarterback he replaced, the Oilers starter was Archie Manning. I I was going to say that, and he also replaced, if I'm not mistaken, I, you know what, I'm trying to think, did he follow Jeff Hostetler, or was that the other way around at West Virginia? Other way around. It was? Yep. Hmm. All right, well, so win some, lose some. Lastly, give us one more, Handsome Hank, and then let's be done with One the, more. With um, tweet nay. James Jackson, Big Baby James 52, says to Adam Rank, who's moving back to Los Angeles? Talk about it. <laughs> That's my. <laughs> well, we talked. Talk yeah, let's talk about it. Talk about like it. Tim Ryan says on the yeah. NFL Serious. Talk about it. And every and if you follow me on Twitter at Adam Rank, Fridays are Talk About It Friday. Oh. I always throw out a topic. We discuss it. Maybe it'll be this thing about who's moving back to Los Angeles. A lot of talk about maybe one or two teams. To me, everybody I talk to who is in the know, everybody on the inside says it's not going to be one team. Everybody says it's going to be two teams, one AFC, one NFC. And because, the AFC. because it's a it's a privately funded stadium in order for AEG to, to for it to be worth their while supposedly they need those 16 home dates aside from everything else that the stadium will bring in. I hope it is not the Chargers. I think it is going to be the Chargers. I'm just saying I hope it's All right, not I'm the just Chargers. telling you I'm saying I think they that should, is one of the teams. They should spend the money, they should redo Qualcomm Stadium. 
Qualcomm Stadium, to anybody, and it's funny to me when people from across the country start talking about antiquated stadiums. It's, you've probably never been to Qualcomm Stadium. If you've spent any everybody time. Everybody says it stinks. If you, everybody I've talked that? to says it's who? not a good place who? to see who a football. Who says it? To see oh, a football. Everybody I've talked to that. who's gone down to a game. Nobody. Nobody <laughs> says that. I've imagined my. These you are like who are you talking like what people kind of bougie? Who got the games? Oh, I forgot. You hang out with people like the sports guy and all these bougie guys who need press. You know, like the yes. fancy luxury boxes or whatever. No. Sit, sit among the regular people. Oh, heaven forbid! Yes, the stadium oh. is great. Stadium right. is great. I've talked to TJ right, so yeah, Simons not, about this. Answer the question: Who's it going to be? There, the Los Angeles Rams will be teeing up. That's the other one. Some point. That's right. It's the Chargers and the Rams. All right, so that closes it. Thanks, what Anthony. What about, was there another Pleasure. one? No, that's it. Three questions. That's it. Let's stop it here, and let's finish whatever business we have to finish on the other side. That's right. We're going to side B again. Here we go, everybody. So, stop down here. Look at NFL.com. Look for the da- DaveDamashek.NFL.com, or just subscribe on iTunes. Either way, side B is going to be awaiting you. When you give it a look. Do 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 da 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 down but down Dave. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, thirty-seven minutes later, because you pay the water bill, so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.